Hello and welcome to Minute 23 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Tom. And I'm Rob. And joining us again today from American Graffiti, one song at a time is Tyranny. How are you doing today? I'm doing a lot better than these guys. I'm doing just great. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're not in the cooler. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. They seem fine, given their circumstances. But, uh, yeah, this is, yeah, this is the minute where I was like, ooh, they're, like, doing a lot with very little <laughs> in this minute. Uh, so, minute 23, like we said, starts with Hilt and Ives walking into the cooler, and it ends with Hilt dropping down from the window. So we finally get to see the inside of these coolers. And this is what I was going to talk about yesterday when we were talking about how big the coolers are. These cells are pretty darn big. Mm. Maybe that's what golf was talking about was we have, you know, probably eight by 10 ish, maybe, you know, size cells for a cooler, which seems rather large to me for an isolation cell. True, because especially since they want to keep them there by themselves, you'd think that there would be smaller confinements in order to try and keep them more on edge. Because yeah. this this seems like they're, they're there for recreation, yeah. which Hiltz is, he, but that's... I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that if, if I'm remembering correctly, his response to that was, I guess they think they'll need room for a lot of guys or something, which implies that, like, Usually isolation is, like, room for one, maybe two people at a time, whereas this camp is just like, oh, no, we're going to have a bunch of people <laughs> constantly getting well, uh, they, they, time. Maybe they, needed, maybe they needed for the camera angles to keep the room much larger. Yeah. I have a feeling the rooms actually aren't that big. Like, because if McQueen laid down in the cell, it would be longer than him. So maybe eight, but, like, that's not, it's not then 10 feet across, like, that's our, that's our brains, uh, being the television in the friend's apartment or something <laughs> like that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, but I got really excited about this because the interiors, which I assume they mean the cooler because there are only so many interiors in this movie, were shot at, um, Bavaria Studios in Munich. And that is where the never-ending story was made. And that was one of the first Movies by Minutes podcasts I did was on the never-ending story. So never-ending story. We talked about this studio so much, and I was like, oh, look, I'm right at home. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that movie. I loved it as a kid. Oh, man. Well, I, you remember see, I, I remember seeing it in the theater. No, it's, yes. it's not as good now as it was when I was a kid. There's, that, that, that's a movie that, that doesn't age as well. You have to remain a kid to, to enjoy it as much as you did when you were a kid. That's I still fair. enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. And then one thing that I found in the trivia, but I didn't find in the movie, so I'm issuing a challenge, is uh, this is early in the film while Hilt and Ives are conversing in the cooler. So that happens. They've got to mean this, though. Early in the film while conversing in the cooler. 
Uh, yeah, during the first time of the call, a crew member is clearly seen on the left of screen behind the false wall of the cell, presumably recording sound. I don't know if I just, like, don't have the right ratio aspect or what, but I'm bringing it to the experts here. <laughs> did anyone mm. see a crew member? I did not. I'm, no. I'm looking for it now, but uh, okay. I, didn't, uh, I didn't catch it. Uh, IMDb is not the most reliable of sources in the world, so, <laughs> but that seemed like a very specific thing to make up. Like, what would be the point of that? So, eh, people like making out. things up anyway. There's no question about that. I don't see any. I'll have to look. Not, the not rest this of the minute. week. Maybe, maybe okay. it's maybe it's maybe it's in tomorrow or the day after. That's true. But we'll we'll keep an eye out. <laughs> we will definitely do that. One thing that happens today that only happens today, and I know that much, is the lifting of the keys off the guard that he does. <laughs> that is that's so classic. It's just unbelievable. I, I mean, I am curious, though, other than the fact just to show you can, it doesn't look like there's a lot of point to it. It doesn't look like it would actually help him get out by stealing those keys. No, it's, a, it's again, a way of keeping the the, the, the movie fun. You know, to show that this isn't, I mean, because it's, it's not as if the, the guard starts beating him or anything like that. Yeah. You know, like if, if in most like uh, Vietnam POW movies, you know, in miss, missing in action, if you, someone would have stole the keys, they would beat the crap out of them. Yeah. There's, there's no question about it. And here he just, you know, doesn't really do anything. He just I, asks for the keys back. Yeah. Just like holds out his and, hand. And we, and we don't even get to see him take them. Mm. I mean that's that's the beauty of the the, the way that the, they cut the shots, because Ives goes into his his room and then it quickly cuts to McQueen already walking in, so you don't see him at Left the up. edge of the door where he mm. could have taken it. So that that's <laughs> it's true. It's very interesting. Yeah, I did think they did a really good job. Ives especially, um, like I said, Angus Lenny does a perfect thing. Of he is. So pleasure. I'm so cool. I don't care about going the cooler. I am one of the cooler kings. And he like does this little like tip. Well, he doesn't actually tip his hat, but like that's what it kind of feels like as he's going in the door. Just like, yep, this is gonna be no big deal. And then the minute the door closes and he's alone, his face just falls. And it's just like, it's one of those perfect little acting moments. And it's kind of the same thing. Like, oh ha ha ha! I took your keys. I'll show you. And then, like, the look on Hiltz's face as he's, like, looking at the bars and checking out the window. It's just, like, once they're alone, they let their guard down that little bit just to be, like, this this does suck, though. <laughs> no, but, but McQueen doesn't look like he's depressed to be there. He, right. he, he really does look at home. Well, he's the- not depressed, but he, he loses his jauntiness. Because he has no one to show off to. Well, right. I think what this he, minute th- that maybe that's why he showed off to the to, to to the guard that he was able to take the keys, you know, to try and show, okay, you know, you haven't broken me. Yeah. I mean that that's the symbolism of of the the ball, you know. But but we'll talk about that tomorrow. Yeah. Well, and what I have to okay. notice is I think this minute does it well. We've just had him being a smart aleck to the commandant. And we get the impression that he's just some dumb jock who got himself cut up in World War II. But the minute the door shuts into the cooler, you instantly see him 
checking out the door, checking out the walls, mm-hmm. going to see, okay, where am I, where am I, what's this, what are the bars on the windows made of? He's instantly going into planning mode and alleviating mm-hmm. some of that, oh, he's just a dumb jock, look at him. Right, which is which is something that that you know when 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 the whole thing with Roger, it's the same thing. As soon as I mean, we'll talk. about we, we haven't gotten there yet, but uh, <laughs> you know, the the idea is that certain people, when they get into a situation, the first thing they do is try to assess the situation and and see what they can do with it, and that's what he does here. Yeah, you know, he and walks, that's... He, he's in the cell and he's looking around, saying, "Okay, I'm now in the cell. What what's uh, you know what what's my plan?" Besides sitting here for 20 days. <laughs> and not to spoil, that's a really good contrast between him and Ives. Like, that's yes. the difference. Ives, when he gets alone, instead of going to planning mode, he's just like, oh, crap. Like, all right, no one's watching now. I can admit that perhaps that was a mistake to do <laughs> out there in front of everyone. Like, not not necessarily regretting it, but just kind of being like, Okay, well, now with a little retrospect, I kind of wish I hadn't done that. But um, they're they're both doing okay. Um, one thing that I tried to think of in this minute is what movies it was that used this theme song. Because is the I mean, this is a pretty great iconic whistle going. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, as they uh, we've, are we've, locked we've mentioned- up. Right, we've we've mentioned this many times that Elmer Bernstein's score here is is unbelievable. I've also heard, and I've said this numerous times, and people will continue to hear me say this over the course until until we get to almost the last week, because we we have a music expert coming in for one of the last weeks of the show. So hopefully she'll be able to explain to us. But the the idea is is that that I've heard that every one of the characters has their own sub theme within the the musical notes. And now, I mean, obviously this is a very recognizable musical cue. And uh, the way that 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 they do it. So, where ha- I'm trying to also think where else we've heard this. I mean, yeah. we've heard it. There's no question about that. Yeah, because I um, always think of the Parent Trap, which was I almost died laughing. You're like, this is a camp movie, and I'm like, and apparently Disney agrees with you because <laughs> they use the Great Escape theme when uh, when the sister when they get sent to isolation, <laughs> which I guess makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it, it's one of those where it feels like, oh, I must have heard it so many times. And then when I went going looking for it, I'm like, racking my brain being like, but where? I mean, the Simpsons probably have it in an episode or two mm. somewhere. Well, the Simpsons, the Simpsons have an episode. The Simpsons do have an episode with, with, with the way that all the, 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 the Stooges work. We'll, we'll get to that in a few weeks. So I'll, Ooh, I'll mention okay. that one. Uh, I, I don't recall. I mean, I haven't seen all. I think was it seven hundred episodes of the, the Simpsons. Huh? I, I I watched it the first like two seasons when it you know, and I, I haven't gone back. <laughs> you can feel confident that it's in there somewhere though. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm assuming we can find it on IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> Probably then, in uh, Family Guy somewhere too now. No question about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've had a James Bond reference. Um, we can talk, we can have a Doctor Who reference and just keep the, uh, British invasion going because Angus Lenny was, went on to be on Doctor Who twice as two different characters. And I always love that on long running shows when actors show up as multiple characters, um, to bring it back to MASH infamously, um, Harry Morgan 
before he was Colonel Potter in the later seasons of MASH, he actually was a special guest star in one episode where he played a completely different person <laughs> in the Korean War. <laughs> yeah. I, and that happened a couple of times. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not too familiar with the MASH TV show, but I know it's happened a bunch in the original Law and Order. Thing. Okay. They're notorious for that. I'm sure it's happened in some of the other spinoffs as well. Well, there, there were auditions. There, <laughs> there, there were auditions. That's how you find the, 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 the future headliners of a show. But yeah, I always love when that happens. And um, it, and in Doctor Who, uh, one of the most famous ones was uh, – actually, this happened with someone else too, but I don't remember which do- earlier doctor it was. But Peter Capaldi, who was the doctor uh, a few years ago. He was in an earlier episode, and they tried to do all this, like, fan retconning of, like, oh, he chose that face because he remembered this adventure. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh it's just it's the same actor. I love it. Like, I love the hoops people jump through mentally to, like, reconcile these things. So, yeah. I mean, Doctor Who's a cool show. Anyway, he's from Scotland. It makes sense. But the, especially that he was too... Totally different, unrelated people. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I've... Yeah. Right. I think one of, one of the. Uh, I, I'm not a Doctor Who fan, so I, I can't. Uh, I can't really comment on that one. I, I wanted to once again mention about the the thing with the keys. Hmm. That I, I you you'd think that that you know since the guard didn't punish him in any way. So it's, it's I guess, out of embarrassment. And, I mean, in the book that this uh, movie is based on, and very loosely based on, the, the general idea is, is, is the same. They, they, they mention numerous times there different, different things that the, that the prisoners were able to steal from, from the guards or from, you know, uh, visiting repairmen or, or things like that, where it just never was reported because of embarrassment. You know, there's, there, there's, you know, later on we see in the tunnels that they have electricity. So the big question that I've always had is how do they get the electricity? And so in the book, they explain that at one point they, they had these electricians that came to the camp to fix something. And when the electricians weren't paying attention, they stole like hundreds and hundreds of feet of wire from them. <laughs> and they, they really did that. I mean, the movie doesn't show us that, but, but, uh, and, and it was never reported. Because of the fact mm. that, that that these 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 electricians were too scared that that they would you know uh, they would be reprimanded for the fact that they they didn't they weren't holding on to, they weren't guarding their stuff well enough. Mm. Um, so I think that would that that's somewhat of a uh, an allusion here to that fact that basically you know the guard isn't doing anything and he won't do anything. He's not going to tell anyone. Even the guard in the back who's standing at attention doesn't seem to notice that, uh, yeah. that, that this happens because, you know, he's just spacing out, you know, thinking about uh, who knows what, you know. What's think- for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. He actually, he actually looks like a statue. If you look, he doesn't move at all. He's, he's, he's a, a stormtrooper statue. <laughs> I guess I always read the guard not doing anything less of a, I'm embarrassed, more of a, there's too many people here right now, but I will be back and we will have a conversation about you stealing my keys. Well, this is the same guard definitely later. I don't, uh, ooh, I should have yeah, been paying more attention, but it's always the same, guard, the same guard. guard. Yeah. Because there's like 
he goes on a little emotional character development journey of his own by the end of the film. Well, because every time he needs to make sure that his keys uh, remain yeah. safely, you know, on his side of the door. <laughs> You're right, though. It is just showing off because there's no way. I mean, I guess in theory he could pass them to someone else, but that person would have to get into the cooler building unnoticed. So that seems a little far-fetched. Well, just throw a baseball in. (laughs) Maybe there's a blind spot. (laughs) (laughs) Don't depend on those blind spots, but we'll get, we'll get, you'll get there. You'll. Yeah. We, we talked about the blind spots already. (laughs) And then we, we truly next minute is, is baseball minute. Yes. He's just hanging around. Although I do love the little show off of like, Oh, I'm just going to casually do a pull up. (laughs) Okay. And I'm done now. (laughs) (laughs) No, he wants to see how far the trees are. Because the cooler is, is on is on the end is it's it's on the perimeter. That's what he's looking. He's again that's what as else is as looking at. that's right. As Steve we McQueen mentioned before, is doing a pull up. <laughs> right. Okay. That's true. Steve that's McQueen true. was CrossFit before CrossFit was cool. <laughs> Probably in his mind. <laughs> could be. Could be. But uh, no, that goes back with what we were saying before about him assessing the situation mm-hmm. that he's in. And one of the things is to look, okay, how far am I from freedom, you know, mm-hmm. and and how long can I hold myself up on a pull-up in order to, to, to file my way through these bars? <laughs> Which is it's pretty smart from the German's perspective to put, put the window very high up, yeah. you know, because, you know, none, none, of these, none of these prisoners are that tall. <laughs> No, but that actually there's there's actually a reason for that because pilots have you know a height limit. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to have a seven foot pilot in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not during World War Two. Um, well, you think there weren't seven? There, there weren't people seven feet tall back then. <laughs> I'm sure there were. They they got their job. Well, no, no, we're not talking about. Traveling around with different things yet. <laughs> Again, exactly. I gotta save it. I gotta save it. <laughs> All right. Well, do either of you have anything else for this minute? Nope. I got everything for it so far. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Tierney, you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Yes. If you are not sick of my voice yet, you can hear me on my own podcast. Um, I've done, all right, so I'm just going to rattle them off today. So I did a podcast on Return to Oz, The NeverEnding Story, The Movie Mash, Joe versus the Volcano, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and then I do a series in the summer where we've covered A League of Their Own and now American Graffiti. So those, if you, if you, any of those sparked something, go check them out. <laughs> All right. And yeah, if you go to moviesbyminutes.com, there is a search feature at the top of the page. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my plug for the day. Search <laughs> features are our friend. <laughs> yes, they are. Well, while you're checking out all of her other podcasts, go ahead and subscribe to ours and give us a five-star review. You can check out our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at thegreatminute at gmail.com. You can check out our Facebook group, The Cooler, or follow us on Twitter at Great Escape MXM. Until tomorrow, tally ho. Tally ho. Tally ho.